Hello and welcome to Britpop Banter. My name is Kevin. And I'm Leslie. Alright, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Mm. Walked through the door. Yep. First time ever, you're here before I mm-hmm. am. And I've got a cup of tea waiting for me. Got to prepare tonight. Yeah. Go to Perth. You are? Doing a big talk to a board of directors. How are you feeling about it? Oh, be better when I write it. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically you at school. Like that. You've it's due Friday, ho- I'll do it Thursday. Like we're playing football. But like, you've done your homework? Nah. Nah, I'll do it tonight. It's due tomorrow, Leslie. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Uh, do you know what I'll do? It's a long flight. Do it on the flight. Perfect. Four hours. It's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Nearly fa- four and a half hours. And isn't it? It's, it's faster going one way because of the wind. It's quicker coming back. <laughs> but I don't get back till like half past seven on Friday night. Right, okay. How do you feel about going to Perth, Australia? What do you um, think about it? I feel like it's far. Well, it is very far, yeah. Unnecessarily far. Yep. Australia's very There's big. a time difference. Yes, there is. But what's that about? It's the same country. We have quite a few. Time but zones. there's a two-hour time difference. It's not. It's not like a small one. Yeah. Blows out to three in daylight savings. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. Um, it's weird. Go to Perth because you land and it says Perth, and then you chuckle because you go, "No, it's not because I'm from Perth." <laughs> and then you go, "But it's not the same Perth." I probably reuse that joke in my speech. Okay. I'll probably use that. Don't write this as we're doing the podcast. That's right. Hold on. <laughs> Tell them about Perth. <laughs> well, that'd be nice. Perth is really nice, actually. It's quite nice. I've got a gala dinner on Wednesday night. Look at that. And then I've got a conference thing on Thursday, then I do my talk Friday. Lovely. Yeah. That'll be good. All right, okay. Um, so this is episode 33, number 19. We're in the top 20 with cast, all change. Are you excited? Um, you were in a really good mood last, last I'm week. I'm in a good mood today. Oh, brilliant. Well. Oh, something ruined your mood, didn't it? They did. There's okay. a couple of things coming. I can, I can tell. I can tell. We haven't talked about it, but I can tell. Um, so Twitter and Facebook We're at Britpop Banter Or you can email us At BritpopBanter At gmail.com All views expressed On this podcast Are 100% our own And while we poke fun At some bands and artists That's a big caveat For this one isn't it Oofed We appreciate the talent And sacrifice To create these albums So last week Like I said You were in a great mood I was 2020 Isn't it It's all about your nickname 2020 apparently it is. Oh, Ridiculous Well so You've still you... not tested me on it No 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 I will I will uh, So what do you think of the episode Word gets around Word gets around um, I Goes out today So we haven't got any feedback yet But um... I think I stand by what I said about stereophonics I mean I did a few things right I, talk, I spoke, spoke a lot about His voice His voice You double, like, double Triple down on his voice I didn't realise how many Little Jabs Yeah I stand by that Okay Um, And I also stand by the fact That I wouldn't call myself a fan I think that was a valid point I understand where you're coming from Yeah Okay So I stand by that too And I don't know If there'll be much pushback There's a couple people on Twitter Got a wee bit excited about Stereophonics But not many No I'll tell you what We've got We've got the phonics As the Britpop one liners And we got a big response A lot Yes I saw that So we'll go through What people think of the phonics so a couple of a couple of little tiny things, and then we'll get straight into the. To we've got quite a bit of homework. If you wrap everything up, there's a lot yep. of homework. We're I enjoy the homework. Can I just say that you enjoy homework? At this kind. Thought I'd never. <laughs> um, 
Which one? Which one are you really I enjoy enjoying? My Mercury Prize. But I know I enjoy. But I love the new music. Yeah, that's. Like I said to you the other day, can I just pause? So I was thinking about this the other day in the shower. Weird, because I didn't know how to frame it. I really want to say, from the bottom of my heart, and I mean this genuinely, a massive thank you to all of the new bands who've reached out to us and sent us your, I guess your hard work. Yes. And your art and your music. Oh, and so nice. you don't have to. Like, no, you've not. worked hard on that. And the fact that you put your faith in us to play it... I know. That's, to me, one of the biggest achievements of this podcast. Oh, well said. And I feel very honoured and proud that they feel that we are a medium that they want to use oh. to get that music into the mainstream. And I think we should always take that very seriously. And I do. And I think this is an amazing part of... This podcast, I didn't see this didn't when see we it first at started all. No. at all. And I, do you know what? It puts a spring in my step every time I go in the inbox and there's a new wee tune. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I don't know where it'll go because Kev will clean out the inbox and I don't have any idea where the emails are. The inbox was a mess until I cleaned it this week. And I was a like, mess. Kev, there's no emails. <laughs> I put them in folders. So heads up would have been nice. I thought we'd been hacked. <laughs> like, well, how was that to know that? It's so it's so me and you. It's so that us. inbox was a mess, and it, I couldn't. I was find, fine with it. I couldn't find anything in there, and I'm like, I'm gonna create some folders, and I'm gonna clean them all out. But with it, no heads up, so I thought we'd been hacked. I thought like <laughs> the went... Russians had been in the inbox of Marauder. <laughs> um, Cambridge Analytics is going ape. But um, seriously though, back to that point, just a massive, massive thank you to every single artist that has sent us their work. It puts a spring in my step. Thank you for putting your faith in us to play it, and we will hopefully do you proud. That's awesome. No, I really well said. Really, um, time in the shower was well spent with that one. Um, and I'm clean. <laughs> the other part is that the listeners who have been tagging the bands to get them Amazing. interested. Amazing. So thank you to that. We've got we've got about ten songs or ten new bands to sort of promote, which is awesome. Right. And they're all talented. Like, I've listened to them they're all. They're good, aren't they? That's what I mean. It's just like... I want to play them all now, but we can't. We're going to stretch it out. But there's some really great songs and also great bands we haven't heard of that we're going to play. Yeah, and ones that sort of still regularly... You know, like, um, Mercury Machine Read did a retweet yep. in terms... I mean, that stuff, it just pumps me up. And it you does. go, this is why, you know, we do it. We all know about the bands and albums that we're talking about in the uh-huh. Top 50. We all know who they are. Mm-hmm. They don't really need our... They don't Praise. need a plug from us. No, they don't. But I just think <laughs> if we can at any way help these new bands get new yeah. listeners, yep. brilliant. Well said. I can't add anything. You've nailed that. Well done. Thank you. Um, I've done some... Uh, I've done a look at our files in terms of the, the, the podcast and uh, we've just hit 48 hours of me and you talking. That's two full days. Two full days now. So we, we remember when we hit 24 and we were freaked out by that. Double that. We've been sitting in these chairs two for two days. days. Of our lives. Me and you sitting here. That's two days of the listener's life as well. <laughs> now we're almost as well. So we're, we just hit eight thousand downloads. Wow! Which means in a short few we'll be at ten, which is mental. So we need to celebrate that achievement when we get there. Yes, when do that? Yes, we It's will. not far away, but thank you to everyone who listens to us. When we get there, I remember, like, when we first started, I'm like, if we get to a thousand, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to freak out. I just don't know what to do. And Do we need more than cheese and crackers? 
Ooh. Or, Still waiting for the first round of the right, cheese and crackers. Well, is. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, right. We've got two pieces from our listener, Andy Golding, right? Aye. We'll get part two in a minute, which we've had some homework to do. But we've got a review from Andy. Now, I think Andy's jumped the gun a little bit here because he's wrote a really nice, long, detailed, brilliant review of us and then given us the challenge of listening to the Boo Yeah, well. Probably should have waited. Well. Maybe. So do you want to have a read of the review that Andy left for us? Thank you so much. Thank you, Andy. So, five out of five. Nice. I've been waiting for a podcast covering the Britpop era to come along for a while now, periodically searching the word Britpop on iTunes but finding nothing. So when my most recent search unearthed the Britpop Banter podcast, I was delighted and hoped the content would live up to the rich potential of the subject matter. I was not disappointed. Delightful hosts Les and Kev have put on an enormous amount of work into creating a podcast that not only looks at Britpop music of the 90s, but also does a superb job of evoking the era through discussion of the social and political context of each album. Mm. That's thank you to me. And a regular feature in which they run down the singles and album charts of each album's respective year, reminding us of the other musical genres that were popular at the time. Against this backdrop, the duo discussed their top 50 Britpop albums as determined by a convoluted <laughs> spreadsheet, the workings of which seem known only to Kev. Yep. Aha. This approach works better than if the pair had simply agreed on a top 50 as it regularly throws up albums that they disagree on as well as ones that they both love. Whether Kev and Les are in tune with each other or at each other's throats, they are always entertaining to listen to. Britpop banter, hashtag convictions. Britpop banter strives to create a musical safe space in which all opinions are welcome. Yes, lovely. And any subsequent ridicule stemmed from a playful familiarity. The fact that the hosts are lifelong friends who grow up during the Britpop era is key in establishing this warm atmosphere and the listener is carried along by the obvious affection in this enduring friendship. Listening to Kevin Les is like pulling up a chair in your favourite pub with a couple of your best mates and knowing you've got all afternoon just to pump the jukebox full of pound coins. Well, you won't always agree on everything. Believe me, I say this from experience as a Boo Radley's fan. <laughs> no, hold on. I say this from experience as the only Boo Radley's fan. So, um, that is part of what makes it so interesting. Too many music podcasts are savage, dismissive or snobbish, and I've stopped listening to so many because the hosts have no time for those with opinions different from their own. I agree, I totally agree. Britpop banter is at great pains to make it clear from the start that this is not the case here, opening each episode with a disclaimer that shows respect to all the bands who, for better or worse, made the soundtrack to our lives. A big thanks to Kevin Les for the many hours of entertainment they've given me so far, and all those ahead of me. On a five-star scale, I would give you both 6.5. Your favourite rating. Uh, it's, it's, that was okay. funny. That's funny. 6.5. So, on a personal note, like, we get... So, first, we get... I check, like, if I get up pretty early in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'm all bleary-eyed and I'm trying to focus, and then we'll get a notification if we get an email. Yep. And they set you up for the best day mm-hmm. getting a review like that. Um, second of all, thank you so much for taking the time to write the detail. We, that is just 
amazing and exactly how we want this podcast to appear. It's exactly right. It's exactly... I think you've been kind to us by saying that we're not dismissive about certain bands, and we'll get into that one in a second. Mm-hmm. But second of all, like, I almost... I got pretty emotional when you read that, because it's, it's really touching. Yeah, it is. It is. It's really, really nice to hear that. So but thank you. I think you. we do welcome opinions, right? We're dismissive. Like, it's like, you know, joking, hashtag convictions. But I do always say, like, if people can tell me or explain to me why. Like, I get that people like stuff that we don't. I don't feel like I am the music of fashion arrow. Ugh. Like, I don't feel like we're the oracles. We, not are, all, not, we are not the oracles. But we are not the be-all and end-all no, of music at all. And, I don't cl- and we don't claim to be, and I think that's the difference. And I think that's... to Andy's nailed it, right? We want to we wanna create a podcast that's basically me and you, beers, arguing about music, right? Yeah. And Andy will come armed with the Boo Radleys and we will argue the heck out of that. That's what we want to try and do. So thank you very much for writing that. Thank you, Andy. Now, Andy set us a challenge. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, Andy, I hope hope you're ready for this, mate. Okay. So the challenge was Hmm. Andy created a playlist for us on what he feels is some of the Boo Radleys' best songs. We've not been kind to the Boo Radleys. Um, And so he's given us a list of tracks. So... I'll quickly read through the tracks and maybe we'll just talk to some of the, the standouts. <coughs> standouts? <clears throat> What's well, Blue Room and Archway, Barney and Me, What's in the Box, New Brighton Promenade, Promenade, Heaven's at the Bottom of This Glass, King Size, Take the Time Around, From the Bench at Belvedere, Wish I Was Skinny, Twin Side, Reaching Out From Here, and Lazarus is the 12 tracks that Andy showcased the Boo Radleys. Great. I'm going to go through them. You ready? Number one. Blue Room and Archway. Sounds like someone getting shot. What? <laughs> what is that noise? However, I do like the strings. Six out of ten. Six out of ten's kind. That's as good as it gets. Eight out of ten from me. That's ridiculous. I really enjoyed this track. Cool. It feels like a bit of a hurrah. Well, it sounds like someone getting shot. Just pay attention. <laughs> um, it does. It does it not. Does, it does. Anyway, Barney and me. Okay. Vocals hate them, flute is annoying, 4 out of 10. Uh, not a fan of this until the guitar kicks in at the 1 minute mark, then it's alright. Really good run to the end, 7 out of 10. What's in the box? What's in the box? Rockier? Not bad. Really? Really rock? Not the worst, okay. 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10? I agree. What did you give Barney? Barney was a 7 for me. Jesus, so you're 8. Yeah, seven. don't do the maths. We'll get to the I end. Want to see I've got a nice Excel talking. spreadsheet that does it all. It's fine. New Brighton Promenade. Yep. Boring and twinkly. <laughs> yep. Four out of ten. Six out of ten. Awful. Heavens at the bottom of the glass. Average at best. Four out of ten. Six out of ten. King size. Reasonable. Five out of ten. Seven out of ten. Take the time around. Average pub sounding song. Crap. Four out of ten. <laughs> Okay, a bit annoying, but okay, six out of ten. Number eight, from the beat from the bench at Belvedere. That's the one. In capital letters, boring, three out of ten. Didn't mind this, found myself bopping away while working, seven out of ten. Number nine, wish I was skinny, good start, but then twinkly, five out of ten. Six out of ten, enjoy the trumpet. Twin side, capital letters, awful, two out of ten. Okay, pause. I 100% agree with you. It's the worst song. I was actually having an okay average run. Until Twinside, worst song so far, 4 out of 10. Reaching out from here, not the worst, 
Probably second favourite in this list. Yep. Five out of ten. Chorus isn't bad at all. Quite enjoyed this. Seven out of ten. Lazarus. Longest crap intro of all time. Oh. Insipid vocals. Three out of ten. Three out of ten for Lazarus? It's the worst. My question. So I gave it well, 50... I'm not finished yet. Oh. Excellent. Those, cor- those trumpets in the chorus are fantastic. Really enjoy Lazarus. Eight out of ten. Great. Um, 51 <laughs> out of 120. My comments are, do people actually like the Boo Brew- Radleys? Question mark. Boring, uninspiring, twinkly, shit vocals. Hashtag convictions. Hate them. Absolutely awful. So, Andy, seriously, time is a currency. And I don't have a lot of it. You owe me at least 100 bucks. Because <laughs> that has to be... The worst piece of homework ever. And to make it worse, they weren't just on Spotify. I had to go looking for them. I, I had to go looking for them. That's a good point. They are not on any streaming platform. Oh, no. Blue and Room and Archway is in Lazarus. Oh, yeah. It's like four songs. And then, so you have to go to YouTube and you have to watch the Honestly, that well. twinky, twinky noise has insipid, annoying little vocals. Look. Um, Awful. No. Boring, uninspiring. What do you give out of 120 potential points? 51. I give it 77. Okay. Now, I disagree with you somewhat. Okay, you've got your convictions. For me, this this sort of giant steps in king size, I remember listening to them and going, some of this stuff is actually okay. Like a lot better than I expected it to be. These 12 songs, I averaged it all out. My average rating is 6.5. So, Andy, you like the number 6.5? What's my average? 6.5 is what I gave for the Lightnings. For the Boo Radleys, I should say. Let me just add these bad boys up. So, (sighs) 6 plus 4. No, come on. Right, so anyway, I really enjoyed Blue Room and Archway, and I really enjoyed Lazarus. Overall, it's actually, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Leslie obviously disagrees while she does the maths and finds out that it's probably a 5 rating. Oh, for goodness sake, this is not going to translate well. 4.25. That's not good. Did it... Okay, so let's talk about this a little bit ob- objectively. Did you, uh-huh, were you... Were you surprised? Like, what, is this exactly what you expected it to be? Or were you they surprised? were worse than I thought. <laughs> no, well, you, I mean, the thing is, I'm not just saying this for the sake of it. Because I thought to myself, do you know what? There have been a few bands where you don't like their charity ones because mm-hmm. they're overplayed. And I yeah. thought... Old mate Andy here, he's probably picked out their best. Yeah. I'm probably about to be, you know, I don't know, persuaded otherwise. Or at least I'll go, I see what you're saying. They're good tracks. Got it. Never going to be a huge fan, but thanks, thank you. Yeah. No, they're awful. There's none of them I'll go, <laughs> like, they're awful. None of them I'll go back to. I was like, that. this is horrible. I don't understand, like, it's insipid music. Oh, I think you, I think that's okay. Boring. So six and a half from me. Twinkly. Twink, twink, four, twink, twink. four from you, six and a half from me. Andy, thank you so much for your lovely review. Thank you. And thank you for tr- for putting together that list and trying to convert us into to liking the Boo Radleys. I'm somewhat converted. Mm. Les is not. No. Which I think that was the way we expected this to go from the very yeah. start. Yeah, but look, thank you for listening. I hope you continue to listen. <laughs> Um, he stopped can, listening uh, half an hour ago Yeah, you can uh, put the check in the post <laughs> She's not joking Rolling Stones top 100 oh. Here we go It's the big one This is it Should have had a jingle for this bad boy Alright, ready? Number 10 Ready? Mm-hmm. Ray Charles Another one who Wouldn't see me <laughs> Just going to keep bringing that yep. joke up. Uh, deserving to be in the top ten? No. Oh, really? Not really. No, I don't understand that. Okay, number nine, Aretha Franklin. 
Oh yeah, oh my god. Aretha, Aretha Franklin is an absolute legend. Okay. Respect just a little bit. Ooh, baby. That's on your uh, Motown playlist. Still waiting And for I'll it. say a little prayer. Okay, lovely. Whenever we come, before I put on my makeup, makeup. say a little prayer for you. Forever, ever, ever, <laughs> and never will part and I will love you. I love it. Lovely. Number eight, Little Richard. Oh, no. <laughs> Little Richard's my dad's favourite Oh really? Uh, yeah I was like dad you know that he was a transvestite though didn't you dad? What? <laughs> Just going to leave that there Is Wait. this an allegedly? Oh, no I think it's pretty generic Let's Ge- go with alleged. Okay allegedly Thank you well, I like to cross dress So what did Okay Okay number But he like he, Rock and roll Like with uh, He deserves to be I don't know if top ten though Number seven James Brown Again, I don't know. Top ten. This is the top ten. I don't Stop think so. Throwing things around. Sorry. Stop fidgeting. I know you're excited. Number six, Jimi Hendrix. Oh no, yeah. Oh no, yeah. That's such a talent. What a guitarist. Number five. Are you comfortable? You. I'm fine with Jimi okay. Hendrix. Okay. Number five, Chuck Berry. Oh, again, really. I understand it because these are musical legends and I guess a lot of what we listen to now in terms of pop music stemmed from them. Mm-hmm. But have we not got better than that? Have we not got Have we not got better? As in, like, has it not got better? Okay. I don't know if that's the case. Number four, the Rolling Stones. Yeah, I was hoping they'd be in the top ten. Okay. Happy with number four? Yeah, I'm happy with number four. Okay. Number three, Elvis. Of course, Elvis. You never said that, and I'm like, is she going to say Elvis or what? Yeah, I forgot about Elvis. Number three. Um, number three. I think you can't look. I'm not a huge Elvis fan, but I think that he was an icon. Yeah, an absolute icon. Number two. Bob Dylan. I love Bob Dylan. Do you see him above Elvis? Um, so I prefer Bob Dylan to Elvis. Yes. But in terms of Do musical I status, him? I think I think Bob Dylan has written some of the greatest songs of our time with meaning and yeah, and has been around like still kicking on. He was only in Australia last year. Yep, yep. Number one, the Beatles. Number one is the Beatles. That's amazing, and that's a hundred percent true. So I'm that glad doesn't get better than that. You were going to kick off if it wasn't them. I was going to play a practical joke on you, but I wasn't going to do it because I didn't want anything coming across the table at me. You obviously don't agree with the Beatles, Mr. Tate Revolver Back to the Shop, but um, <laughs> clearly everybody else does. Aerosmith would have been my number one. Just kidding. Um, what would have been your number one? I don't know. Some great, it's a great list. Like when you get into that top 20, it's all, it's all amazing artists. It's a wee bit old school rock and roll for me. It's a, it's a bit heavy for that. Okay, my point, and I forgot this last week. What's missing? What do you feel has been missed from that? You've had soul. Motown, hip hop, rock and roll, metal, you've what, what? dance. No dance music. Who would you expect to be in that top one hundred? None. Craft work. Nah. Do you know how many dance artists got influenced by Start, yeah, I yeah, I do, but nah. I know you're not a fan of them. No, but it's not even about me being a fan. I don't know if they had that much appeal. What? <sighs> Compared to those artists, really? Oh, I w- we've done the top 100. 
no dance artist whatsoever oh, it was, was 100, in there. Yeah. It was 100. Put, yeah, they put them in the 100. You, they, des- they deserve yeah, a, a fair a, point. Thank you. They deserve a mention at the very least. Nothing. Nothing in there. No, that's probably a fair point. Okay, good. Glad that was it. Happy with that? Yeah. Should we have a break from charts or you got something else you want to dig into? No, I think we're fine. I think we've, we've done a while. Song of the Week. Springfield. A new band to me and you. Yay! The second time they've got in touch. Thank you very much. So the song 105. No album yet. However, they're on Spotify, Twitter and Facebook. Who are Springfield? They're a five-piece alternative rock band based in the Rainy Lake District, Cumbria. That's lovely. <laughs> yeah. Inspired musically by artists such as Otherkin, Block Party, Hardfi and the Amazons. Here's 105. short song it so. is a really short song it's a punch in the face I love it it's full on isn't it it's, it's full really on, good it's rocky it gets you interested and it finishes you're not even got time to get bored no or you just like boom it's finished yeah yeah so I actually really enjoy that I'd give it a 7 out of 10 oh okay um, I want to hear more yeah you know, I want uh, I want to see an album or at least an, an EP come out from the guys I think very exciting band so I hope everyone enjoyed that and remember if you want us to, to play any of the stuff you just need to reach out to us We've got a bit of a backlog, which is actually a, Amazing. Pretty, a pretty good problem to have, right? Shall we get into one of your favourite segments? This is where you go into your newsreader voice. Good evening. This is, <laughs> this evening, is the Britpop Banter Mercury Music Prize. Right. Re- recap. Last week. Oh. 
Double joking. It's so funny you've done a table. Like I've a, done a table. Word table as opposed to an Excel Les table. Les rating, Kev rating total. Wow. So slow tie, nothing great about Britain. Had a grand total of 11. I'm comfortable with that. Out of 20? Yep, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. The 1975 brief inquiry into online relationships has a grand total of six. <laughs> out of 20. Can it's we pause? safe to say they won't win. Can we pause? Can we get other people's opinions on the 1975? No, no, absolutely. We've, I've asked for them. I want them to come. Yeah. And again, it's like what I spoke about earlier. It's certainly one of those bands. I did it with Divine Comedy. If I'm missing something, tell me. I'm open to hearing why. I won't agree with you. But, <laughs> but I'm all, I just need to understand. We're not dismissive, though. No, I'm I not. Just, but the thing is, I'm not dismissive, right? Very because open-minded. I just think... Um, I just want to know what it is. Okay. So anyway, this week. week we have Anna Calvi, Hunter, and Foles. Everything not saved will be lost. Part one. <laughs> Kevin, would you like to start with Anna Calvi, please? Yes, please. So this is her third Mercury Prize nomination. Wow. Third. Could it be three times a charm? Don't know. Um, so uh, Pitchfork gave this album a 7.8. To say that Anna Calvi has found her voice with her third album would be reductive, both literally and figuratively. Her voice has always been crystal clear, yet she's certainly found a new way of speaking, one that uses her musical mastery to communicate something truly urgent. Uh Okay, so 7.8. Do you want me to dive into this? Yeah. Okay. Overall, amazing singer. Yeah. Amazing, gorgeous, beautiful, talented singer. Sometimes a bit much. Sometimes mm-hmm. a, a, just a bit too much. Um, you know, I reckon she could crack a glass. You know, when you just so people can break a glass with their voice, yep. I reckon she could do that. Um, good. I really enjoyed the start of the album. As a man, the intro song, I was all in. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is br- this is exactly what I wanted. This is special. It's different. All in. Other standouts: Hunter, Chain, Wish, and Eden. Unfortunately there are some songs I just don't like Um, Don't beat the girl out of my boy The voice is way too much for me here And I kind of go ooh Mm -hmm. Um, Indies or Paradise Swimming Pool and Away So overall there's some really great Strong tracks and I find her Immensely talented Um, But on the flip side sometimes It just gets a bit overbearing for me Yeah, 6 out of 10 Same as a man What a start like beautiful voice, really talented. Um, Hunter's a good song. Yep. Swimming pool chain. I can't stand indies or paradise. Got it. Don't beat the girl at my boy. Yeah, got it. Um, wish away. I'm not. I was disappointed. I found it hard work. Yeah. Okay. It was too much. Like I tried to listen to it in different settings. The car just had to come off. I wasn't enjoying my like my drive. Mm-hmm. At home. I was reading a book. It was okay in the background. Did you find it distracting? I would have found it distracting. A little bit. And yeah. it pulled me out. Then I tried to listen to it at work. Nah, I wanted to no, talk myself. No, no. Um, Couldn't. It's really sad, but it's not for me. Wow. Four out of ten. I would have thought you would have loved this. I just don't. So I've wow. wanted to. Like, really wanted to. Have listened to... Then went listened to a couple of her other albums. She's super talented. Amazing, yeah. And she... Th- this... Album just got a bit too dark for me. It was just a bit too. What's going on? Yeah, I it's agree. not enjoyable. It's hard I work. Agree. I agree. 
And you know my thoughts on that. When it becomes hard work, yeah, it's I, not actually, I actually I agree with you. I, would, I really, and the first, like I said, the first track, I was all in on this album, Same. and I was like, "This is this is it. I'm gonna." I'd listen to more from her. I want to hear because I do think she's incredibly talented. Okay, so, so what did you give it? I gave it six. Six. So she's a ten out of twenty. Okay. Falls. No. Hey now. Okay, so who are they? They're a rock band from Oxford. This is their fifth album. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Part two is out in October. Oh, great. Which is, which is fantastic. NME, 10 out of 10. Regardless of where you checked in on Foles' journey, or even, heaven forbid, checked out again, there's something to sink into on Everything's Not Safe Part 1, the intricacies and experimentalism of those math rock early days, the spacey ambience of Total Life Forever and the bullshit production brilliance of those last two records. It's all here. If this this is just the first act of Everything Not Safe Will Be Lost, then this era may just prove to be Foles making. Okay, I love this album. Me too. I re- This album, I just... Here's, here's my call out. I enjoyed it and I've listened to it a lot, okay? For me, Exits, tremendous oh. song. White Onions, In Degrees, mm-hmm. On The Luna, which has that weird Stranger Things on 80s feel. Oh, brilliant. Sunday, excellent when it kicks in. Um, there's two, two songs I went, not skippers. Um, Cafe to Athens is okay. And um, yep. I'm Done With The World, which is the last song. Is okay. It's not a hurrah. It just just ends very somberly. But overall, this album, I'm really excited about. I don't think it's going to win. What, our one or the? Real I don't one? think it's going to win the Mercury Prize. UK. Out of ten. Eight. An eight. Solid. So eight. for me, love this album. So, gotta be honest. Put it on. Moonlight, the first song. Took a big sigh. I was like, oh, here we go. What's with the first song? This is going to be crazy. Why is it even there? It's awful. Yeah, I, I, it's not awful. It's and awful. it's only two minutes long. But it just, it doesn't set, it like, doesn't set the scene. It's not a bit unusual. Yeah, because the thing unusual. was, I listened to it and you know when you go, oh. Like I actually yeah. did that noise. Because yep. I went, this is going to be a pain. And then boom. And then boom. Slow start straight in. Exits. White onion. In degrees. Syrups. On the lunar. Cafe. I love Cafe Dathens actually. Oh. I absolutely love this album. I have listened to this a ton. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely think it's brilliant. Can't wait for part two. Yep. Eight out of ten. Hey! High 16 five. 16 out of 20. They are currently winning our... So... It's going to take a lot to knock that. So my, my caveat and the reason why I don't think it's going to win... Not the right genre. It's not the right genre. It's a great, and this is a problem, it's a great album, but I don't think it's got that no. uniqueness that sometimes the Mercury Prize kind of looks for. This is this is a safe... And people want it, let's be fair. Yeah, that was 1990, whatever it was. This is this is a safe bet. You know, there's nothing... Like I said, it's not a slow tie, where it's just something unique no. and a new sound, and this is, this is just a great, solid indie album. Okay, done? Yeah. What's next? Next week, Little Sims, Grey Area. Okay. And Idols, Joy Ooh. as an Act of Resistance. Okay, all right. Have you had any listeners to those yet? Mm-hmm. And what do you mm-hmm. think? Oh, you can't talk? Nope. <laughs> um, okay. So this is good. This was a better week for me. Yeah. I enjoyed this week. Foles are winning, then Slow Tie, then Anna Calvi, and 1975 have not got hope. 
Can we get the listeners to join in as well? Can we yeah, get, absolutely. Can you, uh, yeah, so as we're doing this, can you let us know what you think of these albums or are we completely off our heads and who do you think... Well, that's what I was going to do at the end because at the end, we'll know what our scores are. Yeah. But was what was going to be... what our top three, mm-hmm. I was going to put that as a poll. Okay, cool. For the listeners to then vote on what our top three were. Perfect. Good well, idea. That was, well, I know. <laughs> so modest. Right, guilty pleasure? Woo! Well, not really. Let's be honest. So, Jody picked Shampoo. We are Shampoo. Good. I forgot who Shampoo we are. I didn't. So, when I was talking last week, I'm like, Shampoo, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot who Shampoo actually were. And when I started to hear the introduction of Trouble, uh-oh, we're in... I was like, oh, my God, this is the band. Yeah. Right. This is a couple of gripes before I start. Thanks, Jody. 18 songs. I know. 18. 18. And so I was, the first time I listened to it, I went, oh no, I'm not, not in the mood for this. Came back to it and I went, actually, I'm starting, I really liked it. And I went, oh my God, I'm really enjoying this. And then I got to five, track five. Yeah. And then I went, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I went track six, yeah. a little bit more. Uh-huh. And literally, it was, the longer that album went on, it was a sliding scale. Absolutely right. <laughs> exactly how I felt okay go because trouble's not like it's stupid so you, I kind of laughed and went oh this is it and then I laughed about it and I had it on the car and it's a bit of fun mm-hmm. and with to your point then the next few songs like this isn't as bad yeah I said that not as bad as I thought it was going to be it's too much way too much and then the vocals get a bit much as well it's just that annoying it's the same. sound yeah, and it's no, the same and it's the same 4 out of 10 4 out of 10 as well Oh, Woo! what's going on? We've been hanging out. 48 hours too much for me. That's and you. it. Um, Trouble is good, delicious is alright. Viva la Mega Babes, Dirty Old Love Story. I love Dirty Old That's Love That's really story. funny, I like that. Glimmer Globe is okay. Then you got like Skinny White Thing, no. Shiny Black Taxi Cab, no. Game Boy, The House of Love. Awful. What is that? Awful. By East 17, Saddle, School is Boring, Kinky K- uh, Seriously, it just went way too long. This could have been a 6 out of 10 if it was 10 songs. You would have gone, it's alright, it's okay, I quite yeah. enjoyed it. 18 songs, nah mate, nah. Right, thanks Jody. Thank you. Go on, what is it, what have I got? You have is the, it good or bad? the 1999 release. Oh, okay. From a top selling female artist. Oh god, I hate this stuff. It's her self titled album. Right. Christina Aguilera. Oh! It has one of the best pop songs of all time on it Genie in a Bottle. Oh no! I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. Gotta rub with the runway, honey. <laughs> what do you think I'll give that? I think you'll be surprised. Really? What a girl wants, what a girl needs, what a makes you happy, set you free, and I'm thanking you for giving exactly what a girl wants. Okay. Jenny in a Bottle is pop perfection. <laughs> You've stolen one of our listeners' guilty pleasures, so I'll have to go back to our. Have own. I? Yeah, you have. So I'll have to go back and ask for another one. So that's okay, that's fine. All right, no problems, I'll do it. Oh, um, we must be on the same page. Yeah, you are. That was always on. I wanted to do that before. Well, I was going to do that before Mariah, but yeah. Quick sidetrack. Have you seen A Star Is Born? 
with Lady Gaga? Yes. What do you think? Loved it. Oscar nominated. Oscar won as well, right? Watched it on the weekend. Really good. Did not... Didn't win the movie. Didn't win the best movie. Did she get an award? I think she did. Because she was phenomenal. Well, the Green Book won it. Both her and Bradley were fantastic I mean, in this. So sad. So sad. I hate that little English runt. Oh, yeah. People don't know who we're talking about, but just go out and watch the movie. Two thumbs up from BB. Right. Over that song, though, because you hear it all the time. I've never heard it. I don't listen to radio. You haven't heard it just in general in life. Which song? Shallow. Shallow. But was that just made for the movie? No, it's been everywhere. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Did it come from the movie? Yes. Well, then I've never heard. Seriously. No, but it's been in the charts. It's been on music, TV. It's been everywhere. Don't pay attention. I've got too much other homework to do, but that's what I'm saying. So the Shops. whole I knew nothing about the movie, and I just sat there and I was like, "Ah, it's long. That's that's one thing, but it's a great movie." It's Lady a remake. Gaga's it's been made about three times. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. God, didn't have an alien or a robot in it. I did pretty well to watch I'm surprised it. Surprised you watched it. Mm. Brit pop one liners. Brit pop one liners. a bit of junk. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. Stereophonics. Look at that list. Oft. It's a lot. Let's get through it. The Mizzle, the Welsh Travis. No, I want to. I like that. You want to pause? I like that one. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Yeah. Okay. okay. I want to read them. Oh, go on then. Yeah, sure, couple. go on. Because there was a on. couple I read and I wanted to be the one that said it. Go on. Um... No, no, read the whole thing. Okay. Um, a brilliantly consistent band, great live band, great album singles, underrated. Imran. <laughs> No. Uh, David, consistently great band. If they would have come out a few years earlier, they would have been big in America. Okay. Pop and roll star started out, started out being like new, the new Oasis. Ended up sounding like sounding like the new BDI. Interesting. <laughs> Tam, great debut album, but everything since then has been dire, including "Have a Nice Day," which is the worst song ever written. That was it. Tam, you and I. Poof. <laughs> Kindred spirits there Because that's exactly right um, Matt Three great albums Some great singles Fantastic live Why don't the music press Tell it like it really is Very clever It's a great But he's wrong <laughs> Troy More legacy of Britpop and vocals Remind me of Rod Stewart too often First time commenter Love the podcast Thanks Troy Yeah the Welsh Rod Stewart He's got that husky He thing. does He does But Rod Stewart's a better singer Okay Um Ian, so much promise of the first two albums, but never hit those peaks again. Very much, very true, Ian. Mm-hmm. Richie, the live album, Dakota, was more listenable than any of their studio efforts. Wow. Rewind, fast forward, downhill after the first two albums. Again, true. UK bootleg, strangest gig ever at Errol's Court. Apparently in a support act, and every five minutes the MC came on and counted down the phonics coming on stage. Weird. That is weird, yeah. Chris, consistent enough that you want to see them live and also super fun live. Super capital airs. <laughs> um, Tim, you know those bands you shouldn't like, you should like but don't and you don't know exactly why? Not my cup of tea, not even my cup of piss. Don't like them. How bad was that, Tim? <laughs> now, Tim, you had me before the cup of piss. Because like that, no, like you know those bands that you should like but don't and you don't know exactly why? Yeah. I swear that should be like on my tombstone when I'm like... Because there's so many of those bands for me. I know, I think I should like them. I want to like them. But I don't. <laughs> I get it, Tim. 
Um, all of our capable of greatness like Graffiti on the Train or Dakota, great songs. Yeah. But also cringies like Mr. Writer, so true. In the table like a radius, <laughs> Mr. Writer. Rest <laughs> <laughs> um, in pieces. Love the phonics, especially the first three albums. Carnival Queen, Kelly's IQ must be off the charts. Love them. Scott, overrated. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Did you did you enjoy that? I like that. Okay, well let's 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 get you doing that from now on. All right. I love that. All right, I'll do yeah. that. Clayton, you can go. Right, ready again to all change. All right, we're doing all right for time. So number nineteen, cast all change. Pause. Does it hold up, Les? <coughs> did I catch you off guard with that? Should I come back to that? Because I'm struggling. <laughs> because I think the answer's going to be no. Really. Okay, let's come back to it. We need to come... Like, there's a lot to talk about because it's... One, I'm going to wistfully... I don't know. Oh, we're not doing a Travis. Well, not doing that. Well. Right. So the album cover is the band at the Royal Exchange in London. Lovely. They got the bus there to get their photo taken. The bus. Couldn't even get a cab. What? No. Hmm. A bus from... Liv- a cab from Liverpool to London. All right. I thought you meant like... The, from the, I thought you meant from the station. Anyway, the mark. <laughs> Released on the 16th of October 1995, this is uh, their debut album. What followed it was Mother Nature Calls in April 1997, which got to number three. Label was Polydor, recorded at Manor Studios and Sawmill Studios. Producer was John Leckie. 60 minutes, 12 tracks, and it's got a secret track in there, which, I'm, which I'll talk about a bit later on. Got to number seven. How long was it in the charts? 79 weeks. Ready for the charts. Why? Right, uh, albums first. Go on then. <laughs> Number 10, Love Songs by Elton John. Sure. Number 9, The Memory of Trees, Enya. <laughs> Can we pause? Sail away, sail away, sail the away. The Memory of Trees. It's just such an they Enya. They did have memories. Imagine the things they've seen though. Pause for that. Just think of that. Imagine you could go up to the old oak tree. Hey, pal. Tell me your first memory. Be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what Enya means by a smile. Yeah. Eternal power of a woman. Power of a woman. Taking over. That's what love can do. Number seven, Made in Heaven by Queen. Mm. Number six. I'm surprised no one came at me for the Queen thing. I meant to say. Remember what I was pretty controversial about you Queen? Were. No you one. Were. Not a thing. No. No one's come at you for a while, actually. Not a thing about Queen. I thought, I am done. And R.E.M. Yes. No one. Would... That was a big call. Right. Uh, number six, Something to Remember by Madonna. Yeah, I had that what, song. Does have one it? Yo, the, the one that's... Um... Oh, I've got it. It's in the, it's in the singles. Uh, number five, Your Favourite, Said and Done by Boys On. <laughs> number boys four... On. Your second favourite, History by Michael Jackson. We've, we'll talk, very briefly, we've got a gig maybe coming up, right? Yeah. And a floor filler is usually a Michael Jackson or a Jackson 5 song. And I can't, I can't bring myself to put it in a playlist. Oh no. How do you feel about it? 
I mean, you're normal, and there's been some really good dance remixes of of Jackson's charts. And I, I just... feel you've always got to throw out Billie Jean. So you reckon it's going to be in the playlist? But can you play when I mean, you think of the like? Billy Jean is not my I'm just saying, it's just, it's just a struggle now. Unusual now. Now, number yeah. three is Different Class by Pulp. Yep. Number two, Robson and Jerome. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> number one, What's the Story? Oh. Uh, singles. Number ten, Lie to Me by Bon Jovi. That, yeah, it's good. <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of the top of my head, but it's a nice song. Number nine, You'll See by Madonna. You'll see. And then it's quite slow. That's what it does. That's really creepy. Really creepy. Uh, oh, God. Eight, Bjork. It's also quiet. Now, Bjork, seriously, this should have been in that chart. But Bjork, I love you, Bjork. Absolutely love you. You're one of the best female artists of our time. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely walk thousands of miles to get the chance to see you live. Wow. I listen to you often. You're an absolute talent. What was that? <laughs> Seriously though. <laughs> how do you how like so, like Bjork? Yeah. The tracks that she's like oh. I know. I know. and then that. Number seven, Anywhere Is by Enya. <laughs> Number six, Miss Sarajevo by Passengers. Yeah. No. Number five, Wonderwall. Oofed. Number four, Father and Son by Boyzone. Didn't you? You were going on a rant about that. What I was, was going on a rant. What was that? That was a cover. It's the worst song. Covered by Cat Stevens, but he's now called um, Yusuf something. Okay. He's converted to um, Islam. Okay. But. Um, that, like, I'm not a big fan of him in general, but that is actually, when you listen, the person who wrote on Twitter, they they were amazing because they didn't get the nuance of that song. That song by Cat Stevens is beautiful. Okay. Father, son, it's literally a conversation. Okay. And it's beautiful. Okay. Then you got these clowns <laughs> come around and make it a pop song. It's not supposed to be a pop song. It's a beautiful folk song with meaning. Okay. And then it got, and then everyone loved it. Uh, did it get to number one? Yes. Yes, yes. Number three, Missing Everything But The Girl. Oh, no. That's got to be on the playlist. That's on the playlist that for sure. That is Everything But The Girl. Oh, amazing. We'll talk about them eventually one day. Uh, Gangster's Paradise at number two. I used to know all of the words. That's on the playlist. Through. We're going to sneak that I love that. in. Came walking most of life, living in the gangster's paradise. <laughs> The money and the power, power and the money, minute after minute, hour after hour. <laughs> that's what you'll do if that if I, if we play that song. That's no, I and I actually when I read do. them again, I remind myself I know all the words. Uh huh. Number one, you can, we're not playing this. I believe up on the roof by Robson and Jerome. Get to France. <laughs> Ready? Cast. So cast performed. In your favourite place, Liverpool in 1992. Big fan of the Scouse bands. You Big love fan. It. Love it. However, it's important to go back to the Laz. The Laz were formed in 1983 with John Power playing bass for the Laz. And he was with them from 1986 to 1991 at the young age of 18. 
So this all came about through John meeting one of the members, Mike Badger of the Laz, at the course for unemployed musicians. Oh. Yeah. The Laz are most famous for... What's the song, Les? There she goes, there she goes again. (laughs) (laughs) What, do you like that song? Yeah, I love it. Out of ten. That song? Eight. Okay, that's up there. It's a great song. Uh, So that was in 1988, it got to number 13 13, after a re-release. And the Laz only had one album called The Laz in 1990, which got to number 30. Uh, heaps of change in the band it was kind of a revolving door actually and due to the changes they had to constantly keep playing the same tracks over and over again for the new people to come in and get used to it so John was John was tired of playing the same stuff for years and years um, so he basically said this I was the bass player in the last but I was starting to sing I was finding my voice and I wrote some of the early songs probably to have been sung in the last at some stage I wasn't leaving the Laz until I went, I need to do something with these songs. Your life is part of you. You can turn your back on things, but it's still part of your makeup and who you are. The Laz are still within me. It's just that cast is very much within me too. I was a bass player. I was a singer. I was many things and probably will continue to be things wherever the journey takes me. We'll get into John Power a bit later on. Uh, so he left in 1991. Took a year to sort of come back as cast. The Laz kind of faded away. Mm. And I think that's because they basically just had a revolving door. Um, what do you think of the Laz overall? Did just you that song. Okay. I'm with with you, to be honest. People talk about them, they go like especially through the six, oh, are you talking about the Laz? No. Really? You've seen, I've seen a few tweets oh, about that. Okay. Well we are kinda talking about the Laz. We are, but not them as in their music. And John did Kind of go back to the last a little bit later on in his career. He sort of played a bit, which I'll which I'll get mm-hmm. to. Um, so last faded away. They had a small revival in two thousand four with John, as I just mentioned. However, nothing sort of came out of that. So John left, teaching himself to play the rhythm guitar instead, and started playing with a few different lineups until landing on him, Peter Wilkinson, who was from the band Shack. Um, Liam Tyson on rhythm guitar previous of the band Pyramid Dream and finally Keith O'Neill on dream, on drums previously from the Empty Hours so the band got support slots with Elvis Costello and Oasis wow it's pretty big that's how they got noticed by Polydor in three years to the day since John left the Laz they got signed it's pretty big all change unbelievably this album went double platinum and became Polydor's fastest ever selling album outselling the Jimi Hendrix experience, The Who and The Jam. Wow. Insane. Yep. The Jam. Yes. They weren't on your list. Which list? Top 100. I think they were. Were they? Yeah, I think they were at the very... Was Paul Weller as a solo artist? No. What ridiculous. The only only Britpop was um, Radiohead to an extent. Okay. Um, so let's 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 pause for a second then before I get into some of the, the the work and what happened after sort of cast. Um, you said this doesn't hold up. Why? Because I disagree. Okay. I think. Okay. Let me, like, okay. This is hard. I didn't expect to do this now. I was going to talk about the. Okay, it holds up clearly because it's in the top twenty. It didn't. I want to talk about it more in the charts. So it holds up as an album. Probably holds up better than Travis. 
But I don't think when I'm when we're talking about the ratings, when we did this cast for me were a, a dark horse. Like I knew I kind of liked them, but I and I rated them obviously relatively high because mm. I enjoyed it. Having listened to this album over and over mm. for this episode, okay, I get over it the oh, more I listen to it. So okay. not so it's not a case of I don't think it's held its own. The big songs on this album completely hold their own. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. There's a lot of filler that I don't know. It got a bit tiresome. Okay. Because I had to listen to it a few times just to make sure. Because music's weird. It can depend on your mood, right? Absolutely. So you got to listen. You can't get do once. Mm-hmm. Because the mood you're in will determine. Yeah. So, you, so I do. I listen to it a couple of times. The week up to it so that you're dead familiar. So when we talk about it, it rolls off the tongue. The more I've listened to it this week, the less I've enjoyed it. Right. That's probably where I'm at. Not that I dislike it, it's I've just enjoyed it less. Whereas some of the other albums, it's like Word Gets Around was the opposite for me. Right, okay. So I wasn't a huge fan at the beginning. The more I listened to it, mm. the more I liked it. Okay. Okay, all right. So that's... Does it stand up, your question? Yes, I think it does. It does. But I don't know... Have we hurt it doing this exercise where we cram it into a week of just constant listening? Not necessarily. I don't know if... I feel... We're only, what, nine? We're only two songs into the top 20. But let's just say, for the last four albums we've probably talked about, bar Cooler Shaker, this would be the last one I'd go... Like, this would be... Oh, really? That's um, surprising. Okay. Huh. Um, oh, maybe Travis... Oh, here you go. Distance there. Ridiculous. Um, what have you got on, on cast? Because I want to start talking about oh, later the best albums. Art. This is go amazing. On. So, doing a wee bit of research, what can I find out about cast that I don't already know? Then I come across a, then I come across an article from The Courier, which is the local paper in Dundee. <laughs> in an interview ahead of gigs in Dundee, um, John Power, the frontman of 1990s Britpop pan- band Cast, tells Michael Alexander about his ageless songs, why he can't, can't wait for Jeremy Corbyn to get into power, and why Liverpool FC need to win the Champions League final for Dundee United. What? See that? I saw Dundee United, and I thought, here we go. So this was just a week before Liverpool won the Champions League. Got it. And Dundee United, your football team. Yep whole article about his thoughts on Dundee United. Are you ready? What a waste of Amazing. an article. Amazing, loved it. I can't believe Dundee United got to the European Cup semi-finals. Roma kind of stopped history from happening. Dundee United in the semi-finals of the European Cup and could have got to the European Cup final against Liverpool. What sort of story is that like? The allegations <laughs> of bribery by Roma and all that is something out of a novel. It's true. They bribed everybody. They were really mean. They spat on Jim McLean. It was a really horrible environment. The whole thing. You need to read about that. Anyway, that's Sounds like Dundee United. To me. And we got to the, the UEFA Cup final and got beat on the away goal rule. It should never be in a final. Was that in a final? By oh. Gothenburg. We oh. lost the final Champions League... Uh, sorry, the UEFA Cup final on the Wednesday... And then we lost the Scottish Cup final on the Saturday <laughs> to St Myrne. Oh, St Myrne. Grim. Anyway, he's like, having grown up with Scottish legends like Hanson, Soonis and Dalgleish in the Liverpool team, and of course oh, with Shankly as manager, 
John is pleased that former Dundee United player Andy Robertson is now keeping that Scottish connection alive as a, play, current, a key player in the current Liverpool squad. So much so that John thinks Liverpool need to win it for Dundee United in this Champions League final. It's so good to have a Scottish player. His story is amazing, he added. The crowd love him. He tries dead hard. He's got it. What a story for him to make it to the Champions League final. I tell you what, I think we'll need to try and win it for Dundee United. John, I take everything back about your album. (laughs) I read that and I was like, mate, you are... Amazing. I mean, he's like, they should win it for Dundee United, and guess what they did? They did. So I feel in some way you you're not gonna gonna like the fact. <laughs> I think I might because I don't have anything else to. Um... So that was like two minutes worth of football talk. So just quickly, how's how's United doing? Great. Really? Won their first two games this season. Top of the league. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Thank you. Awesome. Good stuff. How are uh, your team going? Okay. Yeah, we're two for two. Who's your team, Kev? Not naming names. Is right. it time to is it time to no. release that into no. the wild? No. Is no. it not? You don't, you've got a safe bet with yours. Moving on! Seven letters. Shut up, you Mother Nature calls. Scottish football team, Shut seven up. letters. Answers on a postcard. <laughs> Oh, this else? is so much fun! <laughs> what else have you got? Mother Nature Calls was released in April 1997. Got to number three. Les, what did you think of this album? What rating? I didn't mind it. <laughs> like, I think I gave it like a six. You gave it a six? Aye. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So you just... Had some big hits on it. Free Me, Guiding Star, and I'm So Lonely. I like this album. Not as good as All Change, but no, I actually no. think this is a really good album. Um, but I have a question around this, right? Oh, I see. <laughs> this is when... This, this 1997 is when bands are changing, right? Particularly Britpop bands are changing. Okay, so I'll give you some examples. Uh, Oasis Be Here Now, Radiohead OK Computer, you've got Blur Blur, and Pulp This Is Hardcore, basically around the corner, right? Cast didn't change, and they don't change for a while. No, they don't. Right? So my question to you is, should they have changed? I mean, if you look at it financially, still a successful album, good singles, number three in the charts, it's actually a solid album. Should we have changed? Or do you think this album's safe? And you should look to the Magic Hour, which was released two hours later, that you think we need, we need to, to move on. It's do a I... tough question. What do you think? Okay, two things. <laughs> First one. Would they be capable of changing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Is that because of the sound? I don't know if cast are in the same league as a Radiohead who could change their sound. Okay. Um, Oasis slightly changed their sound All they did was overproduce What should have been songs Yes I agree That's basically it So they just got a bit convoluted Yeah Right Yeah But the heart remained the same Mm -hmm. Radiohead went off on one Mm -hmm. Pulp completely changed They went off on one as well Yeah Um, Cast for me is upbeat Light hearted Brit pop songs 
if they'd have done, I just don't know how they could have done anything else. I don't know if John Power could have done anything else. Would that vocal even suit anything else? I just don't know. Good. And that's, that's where I'm hoping you would go because we'll get into that. Because I'll listen to a lot of cast, a lot of John Power. Magic Hour in May 1999, number six. Okay. Um, Les, you reviewed this. What do you remember giving this? Five. Four and a half. Oh, no. You know, you were not very kind to that album. I gave it six. I thought it was all right. So my thoughts, Britpop was crumbling here. We had the onslaughts of uh, bands like Coldplay, Elbow, Athlete, all that sort of stuff. And then you've got the boy bands and girl bands. Oh. Right, coming through. So Enemy said this. I've listened to it four times now and each time it's gone in the ear smoothly, smoothly seamlessly and out through the other. Even the oh. string section, the first refuge, refuge of the inspirationally challenged fails to make any impression on your consciousness. There is, I suspect, a real skill in making records so insidiously effective yet perfectly, perfectly average but I can't stay awake long enough to work out what that is. Okay, my thoughts... Lot better than I remember this album. It's decent. Beats Mama is actually pretty good. She Falls, The Magic Hour, okay. There are two standouts on this album that are amazing that I totally blanked on. So, Hideaway and Alien are amazing cast songs. Hmm. Really, really, really good songs. And I'm just like, oh my god, I had no idea or I couldn't remember that these were on that album. Amazing. But I do have a note saying that literally you can take those three albums, sandwich them all together, and literally it feels exactly the same. Yeah. You agree with that? I completely agree with okay. that. Okay. Bit... Right. On to... So you've got those packages of the three albums. Then you get Beetroot. Did you listen to Beetroot? No. Why not? I wanted to talk to you about Beetroot. Beetroot didn't do very well. Came out in 2001 in August. Probably a lot of people don't even know this album exists. No, I didn't even really know. So Beetroot, fourth album, 2001, got to number 78. Oh dear. Yeah. I've My notes, I didn't know even know it existed. There was only one single off this, which is called Desert Drought. It got to number 45. Um, so it didn't even chart. The album, 78, like I said. The album came out in August. The band split up a month later in September. Enemy, three out of five. If previous form was anything to go by, Cass could have promised an album of a Hungarian death metal and it still should have sounded like the charity shop Laz. Still, Beat Trip has its funky, chunky, big beat in a big beat in a Britpop blender moment. That's a mouthful. Cass could have made an album they'd long promised to make, an irrelevant trad rock atrocity that would have could have buried their career for good. Beat Trip, however, is an evolution, just a shame that it only glimpses the future when it's ransacking the past. Now, I talked about... So I'm listening to Cast, and literally you can just put the three albums next to each other. This album feels different, right? There's actually... I'm about listening. Yeah, it's actually... It's, look, I don't think it's amazing, but it's actually... It's a very different. It's better than expected. It sounds uniquely, u- unique. It's got a lot of Beatles-esque songs, okay. but it's also... John, I read somewhere that he started to dabble in, in electronica and drum loops, and that comes through on the album as well. It just... I can see why Desert Drought, when it got released, didn't do well. Because people would expect cast, and they didn't get cast. But overall, I really enjoyed this album. It was good to see them try something different. But ultimately, this is the album that just split the band up. Mm. 
So I think John was trying to go in one direction, the band were going in another, fans expected one sound and they got another. And that was my point earlier, I think with Cast, they're one of those safe bands, like, that's the thing. So Travis is a kind of safe band, Cast is a safe band. Like, they're the kind of bands you probably don't... Radiohead were always... Way because, like, their first album versus the Benz versus OK Computer, like, and then they just go off on... Like, they you kind of expected it. Yeah. Um, Blower, another one, you never really knew what you were going to get from album to album. Very true. And they're talented enough to get away with it. Not that I'm saying they're not, but that's... You expect it. Yeah. Pulp to a degree. Um, the rest of those types of bands... Mm-hmm. Was always you know what you're going to get right, and I think they're one of them. Well, look, I would, I would, anyone pop by numbers. You go and listen to Beatroot, and everyone else go take a listen to Beatroot. It's not, it's not amazing, right? But I actually, I really enjoyed it, and I think more people need to hear it. Okay, okay, right. So they split up. John went into solo albums, so he did three solo albums, and then he dabbled in a bit of the last stuff as well. So he did three. He did Happening for Love in 2003. Willow She Weeps in 2006 and Stormbreaker in 2008. Happening for Love, which was released two years after Beatroot, is basically just, it feels like cast. Like, you just, it feels like not John Power, you just relabel it as cast. It feels the same. It's still still okay. Um, It's the best of his solo stuff. Uncut gave it two out of ten. Wow. They were not kind at all. That's hectic. But actually, it's, it's not bad. Willow She Weeps is very folky. So it's very... The, the big Britpop anthems, they're, they're gone. It's very stripped back, very acoustic, very folky. So is Stormbreaker. And for me, I, I've, I, they're not my cup of tea, the yes, old folk. Peter Wilkinson went into Echo and the Bunnymen for a while, then reformed Shaq for a bit. Then he did a solo album under the name Aviator. Keith O'Neill went on to work at Delta Sonic Records. Then became, a, then became a tour and production manager for the dead 60s, Baby Shambles, Lost Profits, and... Baby Shambles. We need Falls. Oh, no! Oh, no, Falls! Uh, Liam Tyson joined Robert Plant's band, Strange Sensation. Oh, Robert Plant. We just talked about that, didn't we? Led Zeppelin. You haven't told me what you think about Led Zeppelin. <sighs> Shall I make you a wee Led Zeppelin playlist as well? Still waiting for more time, but yes, you can. Well, I'm trying to get the more time on, right? You want more than 10 songs, or not? <laughs> Stop your whinging. You know why? Because you have to share it with your dad, who's also on the old Spotify. So oh, better, be, love it. better be good. Oh, I oh, didn't you like that, Hen? Yeah, you take put that, that off. track on? Um, all right, so they got back together in 2010, so nine years later. The band got back together for the 15th anniversary of All Change. Oh. Okay. Uh, so five years ago I couldn't bring myself to play them songs it would have made me vomit John admitted I just couldn't go anywhere near with them I felt like I'd lost the connection and wrote this other stuff which was where I was at but something's changed now and I feel fond of them again and I'd forgotten how anthemic they are the timing feels good now as well there seems to be a lot of goodwill out there for it and it's been 15 years that is very true like, what's this all about? It's literally just us going back to, to revisit those old, those old anthems. Absolutely. Uh, so they got back into the studio and we got Troubled Times in November 2011. It was done through Pledge Music. Did you get this? Hmm. this oh, did you listen to it? No. Okay, I thought you did there. Enemy, 7 out of 10. Not bad for Enemy. 
No, this fifth studio album and their first in 10 years ain't going to change anyone's mind about them, but it does contain a super straight ahead, super straight ahead guitar pop songs that are bright, breezily likeable and pretty undeniably full of life. Cast aren't in anyone's faces going on about real music anymore, so they should just not be left alone to do something that they're pretty actually good at. So anyway, 7 out of 10, pretty positive. My thoughts, pretty good. Really good song is Silver and Gold. I really like that song. Um, Overall, not bad at all. In 2015, Peter Wilkinson left, being replaced by Jay Lewis of the Laz. Okay, so back there again. Pete went back to working on Aviator. And then we got an album that we've both listened to, Kicking Up the Dust, in 2017. Got to number 14, didn't do well charts-wise. What did you... Do you remember what you gave this cast album? It was number... Episode 50 or something like that we did this. Jeez, six and a half, I think. Uh, bang on! This is where mm. I was giving you crap about always picking that rating. <laughs> I give it seven, you give it a six and a half. It's definitely the best since Beat True. Um, really, you know, my thought... I remember not minding it. I don't uh, think... I've got a note here. I probably should have marked this up higher than a seven. Oh, wow. Yeah, I quite liked it. Enjoyed this good album. More than a seven. Some really good songs like Roar, Do That, Further Down the Road, Baby oh, Blue Eyes. Further Down the Road, I remember that. Um, now, so they've released an, a singles collection, 1995 to 2017. Oh, I, I hate singles collection. <laughs> what a waste of time. Well, I'll make you really happy because that's the tour that we're seeing in October. That changed your mind a little bit? Wee bit, because they're playing them. But I don't know why I'd buy it. I don't understand. We've talked, this is two weeks old now. I can't Best handle Best versus singles. Oh, it's nonsense. I actually can't wait. To, if they're going to pump those songs out, I'll be happy as Larry. They are. It's, a, it's, it's a, in that same bloody venue. I know. So hopefully they change our minds. But it's it's the best of. So we are going to see the best of cast. Brilliant. In October. Well, as long as I get a beer. What day is it? Oh, yeah. We'll have to stack up on all the beers before the 10 o'clock curfew. They better not do that again. Anyone listening to this who's going to that, behave yourselves because me and you want a beer after 10 o'clock. Absolutely right. Uh, is that Friday night? It's a Friday night. Good fun. And we've got rides coming up as well really soon as well. Can't wait. Alright, so this is taken from the Yorkshire Evening Post. From a distance of 25 years, Power says nowadays we can look back fondly in the Britpop era. Have you got anything around Britpop? I don't want to steal your thunder. You go. Okay. Uh, Britpop era of which cast were an important part. It doesn't feel too long ago really, but that's the funny trick of life. What feels best is performing them. I'm performing those songs at the moment closer to the groove than I ever did. And I've been singing and playing my bit and it feels great. It was a very eclectic time for music. It had a lot of great things going for it, Britpop. Although at the time you were just involved in something. It's only when the era has passed and there's daylight between the epochs that you can look back. But we were very much in the present. But it's just that someone keeps reminding us that it's 20 odd years ago since we released those songs. So, Tick admits he's Britpop. Two, looks back at it fondly. The only thing I had about talking about Britpop said that, so he got asked about it and he said, well, actually, we nearly disbanded before we got into it Mm -hmm. because we had numerous lines up in the industry were signing the wrong type of bands. The idea of Britpop hadn't really caught on at that point, but then we were supporting Oasis, who were about 10 yards ahead of everyone. I like the fact he admits that. (laughs) <laughs> and all, well, well, do you know what I mean? I feel like he's honest, and all unlike Elastica, who thought they were rubbish, and what was the point anyway? Yeah. And it all started happening. We were really tight, gigging all change, playing that live for an hour every night. It was going down a storm, and people were starting to realise that something was going to happen. Yeah. With us and in that era, but then he says, "This is interesting. I want to hear your thoughts on this. I'm still looking to write that eternal song 
Oh. But now I have different priorities. What is the app 10 or something? You know, and it's true. You talked about this last week on the Phonics episode. Yes. And when I saw that, I was like, yes, Johnny Boy, what is your song? Oh. Okay. Bands have that song. I think people will think of, if you ask me this at Cast. Sandstorm. Has to be Sandstorm. Or Walk Away. Mm, Not my favourite. Okay. But I think that's what people think. If I say Cast. Walk away, walk away. Okay, I'd would that be his legacy? He's wrote better songs. Like Cast have better songs than Sandstorm. Like I talked about the song Alien. I was like, this is why, 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 why this is an amazing song. What's their eternal song? I like that. I like the way he said it. Their eternal. So song. he thinks he hasn't wrote it yet. It's no. too late. Oh yeah. I think that's. I don't know. I, I think he. I think he has. And then he goes on. So he's like. Considering that you had years to craft and develop the songs for all change, did you feel the pressure to replicate that quickly with Mother Nature Calls? Oh, yeah. Then he says, look, to be honest, the pressure was the same as I always had to write one good song. So I feel like musicians always... That's how it started. I wanted to write one really, really great song that would express all the music I'd heard all my life. Wow. I suppose it's like a child imitating adults and that's how you learn. The pressure was always there, but when the band's tired and we were fraught, life on the road isn't healthy, so pressure that you'd normally embrace becomes a lot more difficult. Dealing with yourself is difficult, whether it's paranoia, drug-induced, stress-induced or lack of sleep. When you're touring, somewhere along the line, when you're shattered. So trying to keep that level of worthiness in your songwriting is difficult. All of a sudden, you can't even deal with yourself, never mind dealing with your band, your family, record sales, and all that shit. Yeah, okay. It's just, the, I love the way that he's talking about they want to, you have to write that song, but I like the way he says that, express all the music I'd heard in all my life to write that really, really one great song. Cast is another band, like Stereophonics to me, that I don't know if they have that eternal song. Yeah, I love the way that. he writes and says it. I just... He's very like, honest and he's a very good interviewee. I'm so going to use that line and I put it, I actually highlighted it myself and make it remind myself. Okay. I'm still looking to write that eternal song. I like the way he said it. Eternal song. What are these bands? Eternal song. Oasis. Boom. People will say Wonderwall. They might not want it, but there's loads of them. Yeah. Champagne Supernova. I'd go to Champagne Supernova. Right. They have them. Blur. Bingo. Yeah. You've got tons. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think. But what is Blur's? Oh, I know where people will go to, but I... Girls and boys. Oh, I think people will go to song too. So do I. Um, I think it's a, an interesting one because does that... Uh, you know, musicians are artists. And it must be so frustrating to, to feel that way that you've had success. You've had top 10 albums, you know, played stadiums, played festivals. And the feeling still remains you haven't wrote that one song. But is it because artists, a lot of artists are perfectionists and nothing's ever really good enough? Yeah. Where is it like, you'd never really know. I've got to be honest, if you are him and you've written songs like Sandstorm, All Right, Walk Away, yeah. Find... Like, you've done all right. Yeah, exactly that's what I mean. Like, you've written some belters there. Exactly. Um, I don't know, it just mm. feels... Well, it's probably something we don't talk about that much in, in terms of... It must be incredibly hard or sad to not... Like, for us, we are looking at these people as... We idolise these people. We grew up on their their music. And we 
automatically go to songs that stand out to us, yet for them, they don't feel connected to it or they don't feel it's their best work. Yeah. It must be feeling... I don't know. It's, okay. And that pressure as well, right? Because you know yourself when you do anything. The more pressure you put on yourself, the harder it becomes. Yeah. Like if you want to create... If you go into the studio, I'm sure, and say, I need to create that amazing song, you're... The pressure, the you're stress. Not, are you going to do it? It kind of probably has to come a bit more. Organically. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, actually. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Well, I thought we'd get a bit deep there. All right, so yeah. shall we get into the, the singles and videos? Look, let's fly through this, because casts, videos are more them playing. There's not the stories yeah, behind yeah. them, so it's very quite generic. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just the band playing and, and singing. Um, so Fine Time was the first single, number 17. Went uh, on the 15th of July 1995. All Right was the second one. Number 13 uh, in September of 1995. Sandstorm went to number 8. Of course it would be the highest charting Mm -hmm. single of that. 20th of Jan 1996. And then the last one was Walk Away which went to number 9. On the 30th of March 1996. Les? Yep. Songs? Boom. Let's Let's get into it. All Right kicks off the album. Your thoughts on All Right? All Right would be in my top 10 starters of albums. No, not for me. Well, no one asked you, so... <laughs> glad that you've... So we, we actually... We I think it's brilliant. Okay, we have to do this activity. Remember we talked about top 10 intros of albums? I'll do that one. I'll do that. Let's chart. do that. Top Let's... 10 Britpop intro. Oh yeah, Britpop. Uh, this would not be in there for me, although well, I do love this song. It would be mine. I think this this song, to, and do you know why? I don't think, so just want to preface this. The top 10 intros that I'll do, not necessarily be my top 10 favourite Britpop songs. They're just because the they've got to, I think there's a criteria here. They've got to set the scene. So you've got to, the first song has to tell me what the album's going to be and that you're bought in. Okay. All Right does that. All Right to me is the perfect example of that. It's cast to a T. It's cast at their finest. It catches you in. Yeah. You're already you bought in. Yeah. You want to hear the rest of the album. Yeah. Like when you th- we think about the Foles album, I That's, listened I was to that just first song about that. and I wanted yeah. to turn the damn thing off. Yeah. When really, if I had of, I'd have missed out on a beautiful album. Exactly. This song for me, all right. I go. Do you know what? I know what I'm in for. I'm in for a Scouse Britpop band. <laughs> up for it. Here we go. Bang. Is it my favourite cast song? Yep. No, yeah, but it sets the scene. It does what a first track, in my opinion, should do. I'm in. Let's go. I I, I agree with your sentiment. I, I I agree with where you come very well put in terms of setting the scene. That's it's not what my, they... it's not my favourite intro. No, no, and it's not mine. But it sets the scene. But that's I agree what with I you. think it should do. It should be banging, punching the face, set the scene. You know what you're in for. It should be that band. Laying this, like laying okay. it out for you. All right. Also, the minute this this hits, it just brings back memories. Yes. Like it, I think you know, I talked about having the tape. I remember listening to this in the common room. Like, yeah. So it's just a great album. Um, I've got the sort of first the chorus here. Can you sing it? Because we went through the phonics, and I think you should sing it. I guess I'm alright, guess I'm alright Boo, 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 boo I guess I'm doing fine, guess I'm doing fine You think I miss you, 
you think I care? Do you think I lay down and die? Then really try. Amazing. Ah. Uh... I tell you, it, it's it's it's. So tell me it's, that. No, you just tell can't. me it's not in your top ten now. Tell me that doesn't set the scene. I mean, Put a smile on your face. I'm in for this album. Cast tick. Move on. Boom. Move on. Let's play this. Promised Land. Awful. <laughs> so then what happens? Is... <laughs> Do you know what we need? We need your intros and then your track twos because you're doing this a fair bit and you go, love intro, fantastic. <laughs> Next song, skip it. I know, skip it. There are two songs in this album I skip and this is one of them. So what's wrong with Promised Land? Oh, what a, what a letdown. I think you go straight in a sandstorm after all, right? Just keep the pace going. Or one of your other songs, Fine Time, Four Walls, I don't care. But do not have me on that high and give me that B-rate stuff. I think I think you're a bit harsh. I actually don't mind the so, song. I don't like Guitar it. riff at the excellent uh, the beginning's really nice. A last minute is really enjoyable. Uh I had this down to play it. Are you telling me not to play this song? Not awful, I hate it. Alright. Sandstorm oh. Love it <laughs> were, no. you, were you surprised Two and a half minutes Sandstorm is Two, two minutes forty Yeah it needs another good minute it's, Yeah I just enjoy that surprised by the length of that Alright so Sandstorm It's amazing It's my favourite song In this album Same The minute well, I hear this no, two Okay the minute I hear this I'm like Yes This is An amazing song It's a belter It's an absolute belter yep. um, Do you want to sing this one? No you can let them John can sing that. Oh, uh, okay. You sing it. See? I'm not very good at singing. I can't. Sandstorm blowing in my, my head. See many colours, but the, the only one that comes me is red. <laughs> Stopping me dead. Trying to make some tracks, but my feet are bleeding, feeling like lead. Oh, that's I've butchered that. Oh well. Oh well. I'll play the real version. Yes. Mankind. Love Mankind. Do you? I do indeed. I don't have you pegged for that. It's not my favourite in the album, but I feel like it's a good... If we take Promised Land, like, I feel like I need to do the... So, all right, then... Actually, Mankind after all right, because okay. I feel okay. okay. Then Sandstorm. Then... Okay. Oh, no, I just would take Promised Land now. I like Mankind. I think it's... Um, after Sandstorm, which is a belter, it kind of... You don't fall too deep into... Uh, Sometimes you fall into a low when a song's that good and it's banging. Yeah. You need the next one to you keep do. you in the, the you mood. Do. And I think it does. So I'm playing Mankind then. Yes, please. Tell it like it is. No, thank you, no. <laughs> So that's from the next. That's my other skipper. 
I'm way off in, in what I thought we were going to play then. You don't like this? I really like this. Well, Great breakdown at the three minute mark. Good build back up and a nice ending. Not for you? No. Um, I like the lyrics too. I'm on my feet, but I can't seem to stand. Got control, but I ain't got, I ain't got command. The things I need slip through my hands, so I tell it like it is. I was hit or miss. Tell it to my face like it really is. I'm trying to sing it. Yeah. Make it plain to see straight from you to me. Are you serious? You don't like this? I don't like it. Four walls. Love it. Unbel- I am not picking these at all. Won't you play that? What do you like about four walls? Well, because it's well, anything after tell it like it is would have been an improvement. I don't mind tell it like it is. Okay, so I really like four walls. I think it's one of the best songs on the album. Well, I certainly didn't see that one coming. Oh, there we go. All right. Okay. Fine time. Love fine time. Over sandstorm. Um, maybe. Okay. Love it though. Like I don't know, but I definitely love fine time. Okay, we'll play fine time. Back of my mind. Yeah, okay. Good song. I've got not a massive fan of this. It's probably I mean that is probably my least favourite song. No no, Promised Land. It's my opinion. <laughs> cool. But Promised <laughs> Land <laughs> I don't mind back look, back of my mind I don't skip, but okay. I can see what you're saying. It's not I'm not gonna play it because okay. we're moving straight into walk away. Oh no. Oh no. I mean it's a it is a Britpop anthem. Two words, classic cast. Classic cast. Britpop anthem. Okay. Tell me a song. Will we sing a song louder when we go to see them and we've had a couple of beers? And no. We won't, we won't. We'll sing that to the top of our lungs. The whole place will be swaying. Might It'll even be do a bit of ballroom dancing, Liz. Might do a wee bit of ballroom dancing. Might be drunk dancing. enough for that. Uh, sing it. Walk away, walk away. If you've proved all there is to prove I can't do it oh you can't say it see it's really hard live to lose walk away walk away if you've done <laughs> all there is to do there ain't nothing left for you just walk away walk away walk oh, away it's what they say what they say what they say gotta walk away <laughs> today Man, we're really singing this off, aren't we? Walk away. Reflections. I like reflections. Okay. Uh, really like the song. Catchy guitar loop. Great, great chorus. Great chorus. Great placement after Walk Away. Absolutely. Really brings the brings tempo it back. back up. So you're all in on reflections. I'm all in. Okay. Yeah. 
History. Love it. Absolutely love it. One of my favourites on the album. Do you know why I love it? It's got that real Celtic theme. It's kind of got that, like, it's kind of distorted guitar, but it's that kind of Celtic music. Okay. I love it. Okay. Brilliant Do you not song. hear that? Yeah, no, it's at the beginning, it goes bam, 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 that one, that's great. Love it. Brilliant song, uh, great guitar work again. They do this really, the cast do this really well. They've got the acoustic guitar and then they've got an electric guitar that sits underneath it and they both just work so well together. You can hear both really clearly, it's really good. I wish they, this had ended the album. Oh, that's interesting. That would have been my final hurrah. No, because you do get a final hurrah. Mm. History, let's play it. Two of a kind. You think that's a final hurrah? I've gone good song. It's actually kind of a hurrah. It's a good song. Is it the... Doesn't end the album for me. I don't feel ready now. I feel it does end. History, the... I'm ready. No, I disagree. I disagree 100. This is like a little bit of a, a hurrah, and it feels a little bit me... of a hurrah. That's what I've wrote. A little bit. A little bit of a hurrah. What, Left it off what, my list. If it had have ended on history, would you have thought history's hurrah? No. Oh, interesting. No, I don't. I don't. Please explain. <laughs> This is To My Kind starts off Remember the, the requirements Needs to be quite long This is a long song yes. Needs to start off slow Starts off slow And it builds up yep. And it builds up yep. And builds up And then it ends And you kind of go Oh That's right, interesting Done, done. Okay, okay. History I could move that Anywhere in the album Anywhere Anywhere No you couldn't <laughs> <laughs> So I really actually, I actually really like this And I missed it off the list And I actually think This is a really Really good song you got a secret track. What do you think of that? Can I just be honest? I had only really heard it for the first time. Ah, well, yeah, I forgot it was there, to be so honest. So did I. Okay. Um, that was all that blank space on my tape I had to I fill. don't remember it. I, didn't, I did not remember it. 20 minutes you have to wait for this track. That's what I mean. I would never have got there. I, actually, because I was trying to think to myself this week, um, did I... Can I just not remember it? Yeah. Or did I just well, never hear it? Well, it's not memorable in two part. One, you've got to wait 20 minutes for it, so probably you went not. And the second part is it's, it's a nice piece of music. Because it's quite orchestral, right? Yeah. It's a really nice piece of music. Remember when Placebo did the same thing on their album? Yeah. It's a really nice piece of just instrumental music. Um, why 20 minutes? Why 20 minutes? And it's only two minutes, right? I actually quite like it. So what I've done is, uh, on the outro, I've mixed the two together. So oh, yeah. you've got I'll two, you do. don't need to wait 20 minutes. That's I've nice. put a little bit of two of the kind, and then I've mi- mixed in whatever the secret track is called, right? Secret Seamless mix-in. There's no beat mix-in. Just, just crossfade. That's all it really is there. But I actually enjoy that as a last track, and I think the, the secret track is actually quite nice. I'm not going to wait 20 minutes for it. No. Okay. No. Um, shall we get into some reviews? Aye. <laughs> your Scottish has gone up a few levels today I don't today. know why I don't know Talking to your dad Talking what? about Dundee United Maybe Talking about Dundee United Reviews Garfield Acres 2 out of 5 This is like Lee Mavers Deciding to make a really crap follow up To the last first and only album 
It has a couple of decent tracks, all right, fine time, and the lead guitarist is good, but their brand of 60s-influenced guitar pop becomes very tedious over the course of an hour. There just isn't any personality to it. Still, they became reasonably big in the UK, loads of festival slots and Oasis supports. They're just bang average. Ali, 2 out of 5. Someone here at Rate Your Music just reminded me of this otherwise long-forgotten band. I still dislike this crap as much as I used to back in the day. <laughs> I find that there is almost nothing to recommend about this album. Oh dear. It's not terrible per se, but it peaks only as high as mediocre. Don't waste an hour of your life on it unless you're researching every mid-90s Britpop band you can find and put it this near the end of your list. Oh no. Well, we didn't do that. We did the first bit. <laughs> Jimbot, five out of five. Great Scouse Rock. First time, me and my, rock. <laughs> first time me and my mates heard Fine Time and Sandstorm we were mesmerised and this album is full of gems. Ferry, 5 out of 5. It seems to be compulsory to slag this album. They didn't break any new ground but this was one of the most compelling Britpop albums. Celestial, Mersey beat melodies delivered with riffs that would have Pete Townsend proud. Actually, they signed to Polydor because this was whose record company. Oof. Would you rate it? I rate this 7.5, 7. Rate my seven, and a half, seven. Seven, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. Bang on. Got an eight from me. We're creeping up. We're getting into the eights. Eight out of ten for me. I'd maybe now give it a seven. Oh, you'd go back? A wee bit. No, I'd stick. I'd stick. I'd double down. Uh, you ever seen them live before? What we're going to do in October? Now, the answer to that question, Kevin, is... Oh, my God. I can't remember. <laughs> I actually think I saw them at Tina Park. Can't remember it. I want to f- I feel like I've seen them, but I'm, I could be lying. Well, we're going to go see them. Yes, that's So, amazing. happy happy days. Uh, so, website, they're at castband.co.uk, cast official on Twitter. Um, they're touring all over the UK till the end of the year. They're going to Japan and they're coming to Australia as well. When do we go? October. October. Number 18. You ready? He just... I'm not ready. No, hold on. He just, <laughs> he just sprung that on me. Because I need a wee bit of time now because I've got to get that out of my system. So number 18... Cast is done. We're done. We're finished. So, cast, so number 18, we're really getting into the big albums now, aren't we? We are. Oh, dear. I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. Band, one album only. One album. For us, really big... This album was really big and it got played a lot around mm-hmm. us. I was so surprised when reading reviews of this album... Very mixed bag. Um, the lead person behind this band came from a massive band. Um, oh, Seahorses. The John Squire. Yeah, it is. Oh my God, I love this album. Do it yourself. Self. I'll tell you I what. I... Strap on Sally, chased us down the alley. We feared for our behinds. Oasis is a shop with shoes so hot you can only blow your mind. <laughs> the best lyrics. It's, it's amazing. It really is. I love the Seahorses. Okay. I love this album. Okay. I am absolutely pumped to talk about this oh, album. Oh, good. So pumped. So we've got the continuation the of The Roses. So if you can pick up some of the, the lifting on what happened between The Roses and... Not what, a great deal, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. We can talk about John Squire a bit more detail, actually. Yes, I'd love you to talk. I just to me don't about think John we Squire. touched upon. We talked about um, Ian Brown too much. Not too much. We talked about Stone Roses. But I think, then we talked about Ian Brown. No, but and we, we talked haven't about talked about Ian about Brown John in the Stone Roses episode too. So I think 
Yeah, let's have a wee focus on Johnny Boy, um, because he's a bit of an elusive figure. Yeah, I don't know too much too much about him actually, um, and he's quite. There's not a lot of stuff out there on these no, guys no, no. either. But yeah, so let me do that then. Okay, all right. Because I love John Squire. So number eighteen next week's next week's episode is the Seahorses Do It Yourself. As always, we are at Britpop Banter on Facebook and Twitter, or email us BritpopBanter at gmail.com. Ratings, reviews. Thank you so much to our boy Andy again for that one. Guilty pleasures. If you want to give us some of your own homework and try and convert us on any other bands, good luck. If anyone dares <laughs> send me anything about Divine Comedy, just I dare you. Okay. I, I dare you. Okay. Oh. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have said that. You know you're going to get someone coming at you with the Divine Comedy best of. Um, and also... Thanks to Springfield for letting us play their track. Yes, any amazing. Other, any other bands you want us to play, just get them in touch with us. So thank you. Anything else, Les? That's it. Done. Enjoy your trip to Perth. Safe thank travels. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. See ya. Bye. <laughs>